Have you been wanting to lose weight and get healthy? Now's the perfect time to start Nutrisystem. Enjoy your favorite foods made healthier, delivered free to your door. Right now, you can get Uniquely Yours Ultimate, our most complete foolproof plan at an amazing price. Order today and save 50%, plus get an extra $40 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com save and discover what millions of people already know. Nutrisystem works. Limitations apply. See website for full offer details. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. I don't know why I'm dancing over here, but I am. I'm kind of swaying. I'm just trying to put myself in a better mood because, my gosh, America, what is happening to us? I mean, I'm here at the Sarah Carter Show in lovely Arlington where they have now basically established a rule that uh, in certain areas, if there are more than three of you, three people, human beings, I don't think this is going to apply to animals or flocks of birds, but if there are more than three of you walking anywhere, walking around, you can be fined up to $400. Dollars. What if you're a kid? Kids don't always know about this stuff, right? What if it's just a big flock of kids walking around together? They can't even really give each other COVID. I mean, it's like so rare with children. I know it can happen. It can happen. Nobody get mad at me, but it's so rare. It's like rarer than the flu is what I'm reading. But then, you know, they could be fined. So we are being, you know, our our lives are turned upside down. We are once again seeing states in lockdown. Everybody's coming up with their own ideas for how to mitigate the virus. And the reason I say this is like because basically, eventually, I feel like they're all going to say, go to your rooms and stay in your rooms <laughs> and like order food at home and nobody mix together, not even families. Um, everybody's just making up their own rules as they go along. Some states say this, some states say that, some people say this, some people say that. We are all confused. Please, someone, get a panel of the best doctors on planet Earth, virologists, epidemiologists, whatever. Let's get them all together and let's sit down and come up with a consensus because really government officials out there, bureaucrats, we are all confused. I know all of you at home are just sitting there maybe feeling the same way I am, or maybe you're just saying, you know what, throw caution to the wind, what the heck. Others are saying, I'm just going to stay locked down. I personally believe that for the most vulnerable, they need to do the best, and we need to do the best to take care of them, but we also have to have common sense. Our nation is suffering. It's suffering a lot. We are all right now just trying to get by. We don't even know what's going to happen in most of our schools as the fall comes around. People are still debating that issue. It's just insane. Parents don't know if they should go to work. I have a friend right now who just quit her job as a nurse at a facility to do, well, she's transferring actually and doing accounting at home for a clinic because she can't work because her kids 
are going to be home at home because the school's just shutting down. They just decided. Even though they gave the parents the option, they decided in the end, the school just said, okay, we know you all voted for your kids to come back to school, but sorry, we're not going to do that. That's here in Virginia. That was actually Loudoun County. And uh, it's very difficult for parents. So she was fortunate enough that she could transfer to home. But what about all the people that can't? What about all of you? All of you. I was one of you. I couldn't do that. I mean, I really could not do that when I was younger with my with my kids. I couldn't just say, oh, you know, I got to quit work and stay home all day to teach them because it required two of us, two paychecks to, you know, pay for the house, to pay for the children, to to do all of this stuff, right? To live, to live. Okay, so enough with that. I've gone to that. Let's just jump to China because, wow, China, you can't get enough stories out of China. I like this one. India has banned more than 47 uh, Chinese apps, including a TikTok clone. A TikTok clone. That's interesting. The Chinese are now cloning TikTok. This is probably why they're willing to sell the original TikTok to Microsoft, right? Because they're already cloning. So they're just going to clone stuff. What if there's a back door in that TikTok? You know, they're using it for espionage purposes. I had this idea the other night when I was thinking about it, though. I was thinking about TikTok, right? And like, what could the Chinese be doing with TikTok and espionage? Okay, granted, my seven-year-old is constantly doing TikTok videos, not on my phone, not on my husband's phone. Her friend, um, her parents have TikTok on their phone. And I'm like, what are the Chinese getting off of her phone, you know? And then my daughter and her friend doing like dances from like Annie or, you know, musicals or whatever else. And then it occurred to me a long time ago, I was part of this group with, um, it was it was just like my first years of college or whatever, but the SETI project, it was like called the Search for Extraterrestrial Life. Okay, I know it sounds kind of crazy. I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd. And they used our computers out of Mountain View, California. So, you know, NASA it was a NASA project. It was a Carl Sagan project, something like this. And they harnessed the power of everybody's computer on the planet to kind of harness that power for the satellite systems to send out communications. I don't know. I'm not a genius. I don't know exactly how they were doing this. I just felt good that I was part of a project that, by the way, never found any extraterrestrial life. But, <laughs> but, but I was thinking TikTok. It's in everyone's phone. Hmm. Could they be harnessing like whatever, you know, technologies, you know, the energies, whatever they're doing, like the same with, you know, the SETI project by getting into everybody's phone, kind of harnessing that capability through their server systems. I don't know. Something's going on there. But we are warned over and over again, and I have Congressman Ken Buck on the show from Colorado. He's going to talk a little bit about that. He'll be on with us. He'll be talking about TikTok. He'll be talking about the insanity that is happening throughout our country right now with the shutdowns and everything that's been going on. Um, I mean, I know all of you want answers to this. And I got to tell you, he, you know, he's like me. I'm reading these stories here. And I know, I know that what he is saying here, and I'm going to read it to you, is how you have to be feeling too. Let me read something that uh, Congressman Ken Buck said. He's in an HBO special. Matt Gates is in it. Massey's in it. And this is what he says. He said, I have to tell you, 
I think this place has drained me. He's talking about Congress, drained me of a certain amount of life. After having been here for five years, I have no illusion that what I say anybody cares about. I have thought about leaving, and I don't know whether this is my last term or whether I'll run for one more term. I do know that a lot of folks at home will not understand the long-term implications of what's happening here in Washington, D.C. Let me tell you something, Congressman Buck, who will be coming on our show shortly. We absolutely understand the long-term implications about what's happening in Washington, D.C. It's just that we, Americans, we just, my gosh, we just don't feel like anyone's listening to us. We, I, I watch the TV and I think to myself, here are all these people protesting, burning Bibles in Portland, you know, screaming. I saw this video the other day of this Antifa member just screaming at this elderly woman using expletives because she's standing on the corner with an American flag, you know, and her and her husband, I'm thinking, what day and age do we live in when people stand around as this young jerk piece of whatever, I'm not even going to say it, can yell at an older woman in her, like maybe in her 70s, right? I'm sorry if you're not in your 70s and you see this. I just see you from the back of the head. I'm just guessing. But can yell at this elderly woman who is standing on a corner in Portland with an American flag and People are filming him and no one has taken that guy down. Because let me tell you, my dad's not alive now, and but he came from a different generation. He fought in World War II. If he would have seen some young punk yelling at some woman in the street, calling her every expletive in the book and jumping in her face, he would have had to peel himself off the floor when my dad was done with him. He would have literally had to, he would have had to have someone else peel him off the floor. That would never happen again. We have to ask ourselves, and I'm not, I'm not advocating violence. I'm not advocating violence here. But we have to ask ourselves, what are we willing to fight for? Are we going to stay silent? Or are we going to rise up and just let people know who we are and what we care about? That we care about the principles that our country is founded on. That we care about this democracy. That we are willing, like our soldiers have been willing, like our young men and women have been willing, to stand up and fight for her, for the spirit of this great nation, for this beautiful America, for this beautiful experiment. And it still is an experiment, folks. It still is an experiment. We are a very young nation. We are a very young nation. But we need to speak up. If you hide in a closet or in your house, I'm not asking you to put yourself on the, you know, life on the line. Just asking you to say, this is what I believe in. It's okay to hang the American flag out of your house. It's okay to put a Trump sign in your front yard if you like Trump. Who the heck are these punks and these Democrats to tell us that we can't do that? Who are they? I know I'm all worked up today. I know I am. But I just can't take it anymore. We have less than 100 days before a November election. This could be the most fundamental election of our lifetime, of modern political history. We have a choice. 
The New York Times just wrote an op-ed today or published one that they don't think that Joe Biden should actually debate President Trump. What? What? We're going to vote for a man who isn't even going to have a public debate with President Trump? A man who, by the way, we know something is going on there. Something's wrong. I don't know what it is. I'm not a doctor, but we all know it. He's not even making sense. Half the, half the time, he doesn't even know where he is. And that's okay? That is not okay. That is not okay, America. We should not accept this. And we should not be silenced. And we will not be silenced. Actually, on my Facebook, I want everyone to go to Sarah A. Carter. I am going to start a group on Facebook, Unsilenced Majority. Unsilenced Majority. That is what we're going to be, the unsilenced majority. And we are going to speak up, and we're not going to feel bad. And you want to know why? Because we're going to stand up for each other. Because we're not going to have the cancel culture, virtual signaling people make us ostracized or put us to the side. We are not going to do that anymore. The unsilenced majority will speak up. Why should Al Sharpton have 100,000 people march on Washington, D.C. on August 28th? I thought there was a COVID virus, people. I thought we were all supposed to be locked down. That's why our kids aren't going to school, right? But 100,000 people are expected to march on Washington, D.C. on August 28th, and we're supposed to be the quiet ones? No. No. Unsilenced majority. We will not be silenced anymore. Thank you very much. Okay. I've just gotten all of this off of my chest. I know you are feeling it. You're going to join the group. You're going to be a part of this great movement before the election. It just it just came to me. Believe me, it did just in the last couple of days. And, and I almost couldn't even remember the unsilenced majority part. <laughs> but I'm so excited about this. We're going to move this forward, everyone. Now, without further ado, I have this amazing congressman who is not willing to be silenced and will not be silenced by the left and who really tells people how it is and how he feels. Even Republicans who he believes, who he believes, this is Congressman Ken Buck out of the great state of Colorado, who he believes are just playing these games with us, with conservatives. What happened to the fiscal conservatives? What happened to the conservatives that cared, right? He's going to talk straight up to those conservatives that are playing this game and are acting more like Democrats than conservatives and who aren't willing to stand up and fight. Look, this is it. This is it. The establishment, we have one chance now to tell the establishment and the swamp creatures how we feel about them. And the only way we can share that with them, our feelings about them, is with a vote, is by getting up and going and voting in November. This weekend, get to Kohl's and take an extra 15% off. Save on the Ninja Foodie Grill, now just $279.99. Take 50% off all Serta bedding. Get up to 40% off Sonoma Bath and so much more. Plus, get a little more for your wallet with Kohl's Cash. Plus, fast and free store pickup. Let the gifting start for those close to your heart. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select Styles offers valid October 9th through 18th. 15% off with promo code leaves. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Congressman Buck, thank you so much for being on the Sarah Carter Show today. Uh, there is so much I want to get to, but first I want to start off with this really 
uh, interesting story. Um, it's about the HBO film that you're in with Matt Gates, um, as well as Massey, Congressman Massey. It says Ken Buck suggests he will leave Congress soon. So I just want to clear the air. I want to jump right into that first because I a lot of what you said here in this article um, and in the HBO documentary is the way a lot of Americans feel. We feel exasperated. We feel tired with what's happening in Washington, and we feel like we're just not being heard. Absolutely. And and what's so unfortunate is the, Re- the Republican Party is starting to lose its brand as the party of fiscal responsibility, uh, trying to be Democrat light. And, and I am tired of it and, and I'm frustrated. Um, I, I, I don't know that I have a plan to leave uh, as much as I have a plan to try to make sure that my voice is heard in as many ways as possible and, and to make sure that uh, other Republicans recognize that this is a uh, a really bad strategy to to try to be just like the Democrats. Anytime we suggest $1 billion in the spending, the, the Democrats will say that we uh, are heartless and, and want to spend $2 billion. They, they will always outspend us. The only way we can win is to make sure Americans understand that this uh, constant uh, increase in the national debt just can't continue. Well, let's talk about that increase in the national debt, because one of the things we're facing now, I mean, our GDP right now is uh, down 32.9%. We see what's happened with the COVID crisis in the United States. We have uh, Democratic, liberal states uh, shutting down completely, doing lockdowns again. Parents are worried about not being able to put their kids back in school. There's a big debate even in my daughter's school. My daughter's seven years old, and um, we just got a notice actually this morning, and I'm so grateful, but the school has decided, look, we have made a decision. We're going to do social distancing, but we're going to keep school going. We're not going to have the kids wear masks because we don't know the potential impact of that. So Americans are dealing with so much right now. As a Republican with conservative ideas, what can you deliver to, you know, to the American people through Congress, bringing back that fiscal responsibility, but yet saying, look, we need to move forward. We need to keep our businesses open. We need our economy to come back. What can be done in that case? How do you fight this? So I, I, I think uh, it's it's clear that there are experts like Dr. Fauci and others who know uh, the best way to combat uh, this coronavirus, this, this pandemic that we're faced with. What they don't know is the overall effect on the economy and the overall effect on our society. Our um, suicide rates are increasing. Our domestic violence rates are increasing. Our substance abuse rates are increasing. Uh, our child abuse rates are increasing. We have all these uh, societal pathologies that are on the rise as a result of the strategy to deal with this disease. We know that this disease is uh, while it makes people sick, it is not deadly for 99% of the population. So we need to isolate the 1% of the population and we need to address that. But we need to get our economy up and going again. When we look at Europe and we see that that, that uh, Europe, Germany, France, other countries have their kids in school and, and actually graduating this year from school, um, as well as planning on, on opening next year, when we see that they they say, you know, we're, we're going to we recognize that 70 percent of our population is going to end up with this disease. Um, and we have to make sure that we protect those who are the most vulnerable. That's the strategy that, that America needs to look at and, and make sure that we're doing everything we can to produce 
the uh, the revenue to have the GDP that we need so that when the tax revenue comes in, we have the resources to deal with many of these issues. We can't just keep going more and more in debt uh, because we want to give people time away from social interaction um, at the same time. Uh, we, we are uh, giving benefits to people. When we right. give people unemployment benefits that are in excess of the amount that uh, they would have made when they work. We're disincentivizing work and we're hurting our economy. Absolutely. I mean, that's a huge point. And that's something I have brought up in the past over and over again. How, and it also creates a society that really, um, it, it transforms our society. I think that's something that people aren't thinking about here, that when you keep people home, that when people are getting these paychecks, you know, uh, that are more than what they make at their normal job, when small businesses and regular businesses start shutting down, we see Lord & Taylor is the oldest department store in the United States, is now filed for bankruptcy. In Chapter 11, I was out at Tyson's uh, Mall here in in Virginia and businesses are shuttered. There's a lot of people that don't think they can come back. I mean, it really paralyzes the nation and makes me wonder what's the worst case scenario? How can we recover from this if this continues? And it's not just that. At the same time that we're going through this pandemic, we have this social upheaval where people want to deny our history. They need to look at our history and see what a resilient people we are. We have been attacked at Pearl Harbor um, by uh, the Japanese government, and and we responded and, and won a war there, and also um, in in Europe against Nazi Germany. We are uh, we are able to uh, come back from an attack on the on the World Trade Center. We're able to come back from depressions and recessions. Uh, we are a resilient people because of the the values that bind us, and we've got to make sure that we are looking at our history and that we are moving forward in a way uh, that that gives Americans certainty and confidence and really optimism that this great country will come back and it will come back soon. Do you think our values and our principles are under attack? Do you think our values and principles now could be facing an untold peril that we did not face in the past? Or do you think this is just a just a bump in the road? What I think is uh, the left has always tried to attack our uh, values and they uh, have always denied what a great country this is and the reasons for our greatness. The fact that we uh, have this constitution that, that grants people certain rights, the fact that our founding fathers, flawed as they were, were great Americans who understood that uh, the, the relationship between the government and the people can be fundamentally changed from what it was throughout history. And, and that's really what America stands for. And so while we are under attack, I think most Americans recognize that this is a darn good country, the best in the world. And if we continue down the path of respecting individuals and, and having a compassionate uh, government that, that helps lift people out of poverty um, and, and really a, a private sector, that creates the job opportunities to lift people out of poverty. We will continue to be a great country. If we deny our history, we try to change our history. If, if we tear down statutes, if we burn stores, we get nowhere. And, and that's just not a good strategy. Well, let's talk about that because that's such a great point. And you talked about various times in history when we've been under attack. Pearl Harbor, we could talk about 9-11. We could talk about, you know, the Korean War being dragged into the war. We can talk about a lot of issues. But right now we're dealing with you know, a virus that came out of Wuhan, China, and the Chinese Communist Party refused, Congressman, basically uh, denied the world access to information that could have saved millions of lives and 
uh, and millions of people from being infected by this virus. We know that they left Wuhan open so that people could travel from Wuhan into Europe. They they actually closed off Wuhan from uh, people traveling into Beijing. Would you say that this attack, um, that this is an attack uh, from China? Do you hold China responsible for this? What are your thoughts on how China handled this and our response back to China? China is obviously an adversary of the United States and of the West and, and of our values. And, and the, the Chinese government uses, uh, you know, simple apps like TikTok as an espionage tool. And we have to make sure we understand that uh, they're never going to give us the information we need to uh, help the American people when it comes to a disease like uh, COVID-19. They're not going to be transparent in anything in China because that's just not a value they have. And it's time that the Western Europeans stand up and help President Trump isolate China on their horrible economic practices, their espionage, their uh, their really disregard for the rule of law in, in trade policy. Uh, and, and when we get the world uh, to a point where there is a consensus that we need to hold China accountable, I believe they'll change. But up until that point, they won't. So yes, uh, yes, they, they uh, while I don't think they planned on a pandemic that would impact the United States the way it is, I do think that out of their, uh, the values that they have um, and the, the, the values that are just contrary to the rest of the world, uh, we, we have a very serious situation and we need to address it. Well, it is an amoral government. I always say this. It's an amoral government, not an amoral people, right? Because we've seen what's happened to the people of China. We've seen what they've done to the Uyghurs um, and that they're using them uh, as slave labor. And, and God only knows what they do to them in these uh, re-education camps in China. But when you have Democrats as well lauding China, like I couldn't believe it when I heard Senator Dianne Feinstein's recent statements um, on China. And she, you know, talked about them being respectable and working with China instead of holding China accountable. And we see that from the Democrats, that they blame President Trump for this virus rather than blame the Chinese government. And that is really disconcerting. It, it is. And, and especially since the governors of the 50 states are the uh, primary responders to this virus. They decided how to shut down their economies. They decided uh, how how much to test and when to test and who to test. Uh, the, the decision makers are at a lower level of government. And now the Democrats have nothing to do but point their finger at this president and try to make him appear to be responsible for this. This president has done everything he can in terms of economic policy that has uh, helped uh, people in this country, helped businesses in this country. Um, He has made sure that uh, as as quickly as this country could respond uh, with tests and other things, uh, we did respond. And and yet uh, the idea that somehow this president is responsible for uh, deaths is is it's just it's petty politics in an election year, and and I don't believe the American people are buying into it. Before I go to the election, I want to ask you quickly about TikTok because I know that you have a lot to say about what's been happening. You oh, you were at the hearing uh, with the big tech giants, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, uh, uh, Sundar Pichai uh, from Google, and others. What is your take from this? Because one of the things that's most concerning, we talk about it all the time here on the Sarah Carter Show, is the fact that there are very few people with a lot of power. The power to control 
what people are hearing, what they are getting in the media. And there appears to be, there appears to be on some of these platforms, we've seen it ourselves. I'm actually seeing it right now with my numbers on Twitter. No, Jack did not attend this hearing. He chose not to. Um, but they actually control the flow of information. And information is a powerful tool. It's a powerful weapon. It's a powerful tool that can be used to gear societies towards thought processes and other things of that matter. What are your thoughts on these um, tech giants and what can be done to ensure that they don't monopolize this industry to such an extent uh, that, that the power does reside just with them? So I think it's clear that uh, th there is power that's concentrated in a few individuals and that they are biased against uh, conservatives and Republicans and that they are uh, flouting uh, the privacy laws. Uh, we, we absolutely have to look at the privacy laws. I keep getting information from constituents here in Colorado that they'll go on one website and they'll look for, um, you know, a pair of shoes. And, and next thing they're flooded with, uh, uh, you know, ads all over every every platform uh, everywhere they look uh, for shoes. And, and um, there, there should be some privacy. You should be able to do things without the world knowing about it and without people making money off of it. And so we, we have to look at the privacy laws. We also have to look at the anti-competitive nature of these companies. They are uh, absolutely um, in a position where they can crush small competitors and we have to, if we're going to have innovation in this country, if we're going to stay ahead of China and other uh, economic powers, we've got to make sure that these companies are held in check and, and that uh, they don't use their power um, in a monopolistic way. I couldn't agree with you more, Congressman, but I'm going to jump over to the elections because I know I have you for only a certain amount of time. Uh, and I, I want to talk a little bit about, first of all, Colorado. Tell me what the feeling is there. What What is your feeling from your home state of Colorado? And then I want to ask you about, um, you know, Joe Biden. Right now, there's an article that just came out today in the New York Times. New York Times is pushing uh, for basically so that Joe Biden does not debate President Trump live. No debates. That's what they're arguing. They're arguing for absolutely no debates. We know the reason why. We know that there's issues with, unfortunately, um, I believe, with uh, former Vice President Joe Biden and his ability to retain a certain memories of things. And uh, and we've seen that. But this is this is a pretty big deal. Absolutely no debate. I mean, are you for that? What do you think is going on here? I think that they are trying to hide Joe Biden as best they can. President Trump is on TV every day. He's working hard on uh, the response to this virus. He is doing uh, the kinds of things that Americans appreciate. And at the same time, Joe Biden is uh, hiding and, and uh, really his public appearances have gone down. And uh, it is, it is uh, unfortunate that uh, we have a situation where we won't have a, a full and robust uh, uh, election um, campaign for either party. And, and that's too bad because I think more, more people see the contrast between uh, President Trump and his leadership and, and Joe Biden and his lack of leadership um, and really his, his challenges that he's facing right now. I think that uh, the, the people will, will overwhelmingly choose President Trump. Um, but I still think uh, people can't be fooled. The fact that Joe Biden isn't going to do 
uh, debates or may not do debates uh, is a clear indication that he's not prepared for office. I agree. And uh, what do you think about the talk of his vice presidential selectee being either Susan Rice or Tammy Duckworth, um, Congresswoman Bass? I thought that was really interesting. Who do you think? Do you have any anybody in mind, that any rumors you've been hearing? About who is vice presidential selection might I be? Don't. I don't. I think that uh, while some of the uh, individuals that ran for president uh, are um, have been vetted and are are better known, uh, they they seem to be going to individuals that are not vetted. And I can tell you right now that um, when when they make a choice, that person is going to be under intense scrutiny. Mike right. Pence has been under intense scrutiny. Mike Pence has passed the test. Uh, so has Donald Trump. Uh, this vice presidential candidate will be under intense scrutiny, and I think it will hurt them if they don't make the right choice. I have no idea. They have not consulted me, and I wouldn't <laughs> expect them to. Yeah, I wouldn't expect them to either. I've been saying my guess is Susan Rice. I'm just throwing it out there again. I've been saying this now for maybe four to six weeks. I don't even know. Everybody keeps asking me. I could be totally wrong, but she will be vetted thoroughly. And believe me, in the media, we will be holding her accountable for everything in her past. Before I let you go, any message you have for the American people and for your constituents in the state of Colorado? There's a lot of anxiety out there. We've got presidential election in November. Anything you can pass along, any, I guess, hopeful message from Congress to them? Well, I do have some hopeful news. I, I have written a book called Capital of Freedom, and uh, it's, I think, an exciting book because I talk about all the features in the United States Capitol, as well as the uh, historical principles, the constitutional principles that it stands for, and why this country is moving in a bad direction. I think this book gives people hope uh, because it, it, it so clearly delineates where we are as a people and where we can go, what our, what our, what our projections are, what our hopes are and our dreams. And I think that if the left continues this cancel culture, we're going to be in a very unfortunate position of, of trying to redo those things that are already great in this country. So I hope folks uh, have a chance to read that. And I hope that um, uh, they visit me in the Capitol. I'd love to give uh, people a tour. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Again, where can they get that? Can they get the book on Amazon? Can we all get it there? Uh, barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com. Uh, the booksellers uh, have the book. It will be out on, on Tuesday, August 4th and uh, delivered soon thereafter. Congressman Ken Buck, Capital of Freedom, order your book. I'm ordering it today. Thank you so much for being on the show, Congressman. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Sarah. It's great to be with you. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. Well, I hope you all out there got so much from what Congressman Buck had to say. I know I did. I know I did. And I, I feel better about it now. Capital of Freedom. I'm going to buy his book. I'm going to read it. I'm going to feel better. I mean, look, just the basic principles, what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, right? Just those basic principles that we have to protect are the reason why we can go out and, and do what we do. It's the reason we can speak out. It's the reason we as Americans have the ability to be anything we want right? I say this over and over again on every podcast. It's the reason why people come from all over the world to be a part of this great experiment, to be a part of this fabric that weaves all of these beautiful and various and different cultures together and people. And that's what makes us so special. 
Let's not give it up. Let's get out there. Let's vote. Let's let's speak up. Remember, unsilenced majority. We are not going to be silent anymore. You and I and everyone else from Washington, D.C., all the way to California, we are going to speak up. Why? Because we live in a land that's free. Because we can. Because in other places, people cannot. And we will not allow people in this country, people in this country with their virtue signaling cancel culture threats to stop us from saying what we need to say and being who we need to be. It's okay to have differences. It's okay to not agree with each other. It's not okay to silence people so that they don't have a voice. That is not okay. Thank you so much for being with the Sarah Carter podcast. It's so great to have you with me from the lovely, beautiful studios here at Radio America in Arlington, where, of course, you can only be three people walking down the sidewalk, not four. Just remember that when you come to visit me here. You don't want to get fined $400. Remember, you can follow me at Sarah Carter DC on Twitter. That's at Sarah Carter DC on Twitter. But don't forget to sign up for Parlor, where you can follow me at Sarah Carter Official. Remember, Parlor, there is no Jack, there is no shadow banning, at least not for now. Uh, hopefully, they don't get too big for their britches and too much power. Remember, you could subscribe to us. So wherever you get your podcast, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Apple, please subscribe to the Sarah Carter podcast and give us a five-star rating. We are always looking at your reviews. We're always making changes. Let me know what you think. I love you. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. We are taking the story back. Have you been wanting to lose weight and get healthy? Now's the perfect time to start Nutrisystem. Enjoy your favorite foods made healthier, delivered free to your door. Right now, you can get Uniquely Yours Ultimate, our most complete foolproof plan at an amazing price. Order today and save 50%, plus get an extra $40 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com save and discover what millions of people already know. Nutrisystem works. Limitations apply. See website for full offer details. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King. Rule the day. The N-OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving.